This is Lauren Weiner. Welcome back to Winning with Connections, the WWC podcast. Today we have Courtney Jackson of Paragon Solutions, who is a fairly new firm who has just recently gotten both their 8A and their facility security clearance and their first subcontract leading into a couple of additional subcontracts with the same prime contractor. She talks about getting established as a small business, the importance of relationships, particularly with prime contractors so that you can get your foot in the door. And we're going to talk to her a little bit about her advice to small businesses that are just getting started, who can get to where she is now. Today, we have Courtney Jackson, who I was introduced to by the mayor of Tampa. And when the mayor of Tampa texts you and asks you to do a favor for her, you jump to. So I got a text from the mayor saying, hey, I just met a really remarkable young woman who started her own firm. I'd like you to mentor her. Can I take you guys both out to lunch? And so I met a couple of days later for lunch, the mayor and Courtney, who is the CEO of Paragon Solutions. And I was blown away. Courtney is a remarkable new entrant into the cybersecurity space in particular. And she had all of the, the pieces starting to be coming together and just really needed some help figuring out how to put those pieces into the right place. She was getting her 8A, which she now has. She was getting she was looking to get a facility security clearance, which is always a really hard next step to, to get into uh, this space. Um, she had a couple of, she had had some commercial contracts, was looking at getting uh, some government contracts. So we were able to sit down and gosh, Courtney, how long ago that that's got to be a year ago? Oh, yes, it was a little over a year ago. And so you've gone huge bounds, leaps and bounds forward in that time. So I'm not going to try to to represent what you've done or where you are. I, I would love for you to tell the, the podcast listeners kind of what your background is, how you got to where you are and where you are now. Of course. Uh, well, wow, that was a lot. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for having me. I love your podcast. I'm definitely honored to be a guest today. So yeah, just to give you some background, I joined the Navy two months out of high school. And um, after boot camp, I spent three years in Naples, Italy. I always get teased about that. They're like, oh, yeah, such an easy duty station. But Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I knew that you were in Naples because that's another tie for us that that's where we started the company. Maybe I maybe I did know that and I don't remember, but that's pretty cool. That's a cool tie. Naples is a great yeah. place. It is. I don't think we talked about that. I know I talked about it with Donna. OK. But yeah. So um, I did a, you know, a couple of years in the Navy got out into the civilian world and kind of had to start over. I was in IT in the Navy, so I've pretty much been in the IT field my whole career. So 20 plus years now. And I always tell my husband, he's a smart one because he retired from the Marine Corps. But <laughs> being in the civilian world, you know, kind of starting over, I had to work my way up. So I started out at help desk, desktop support, system administrator, network administrator. And back in 2008, is actually when I got into full-time information security. And I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is my lane right here. I was just super excited about it. And it, it, was, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now, but um, I got my CISSP. And from there, I just continued to gain a lot of IT certifications. 
I got my bachelor's degree and my master's in information security. But uh, more importantly, I was advancing in my career. So once I really learned information security, I was um, an assessor, an engineer. I became a SME for a big government contractor in the D.C. area, a manager, <laughs> cyber PM. And then in my last role in uh, Maryland before we moved to Florida, I worked as a chief security officer for a defense contractor. I was actually the only female executive in that company. It was a small business, and um, I learned a lot. And in running the day-to-day -day operations, being FSO and in charge of all the security, I was also still billable. So I was working an average of two to three government contracts on top of that. And I learned so much in that role, it just kind of hit me like, why am I not doing this for myself? Right. So, <laughs> and um, that's how Paragon was born. I, I actually registered a business years ago, but because I was doing so much in that executive role and, and everything else I had going on, I only did a little work here and there, which my employer was aware of at the time. Mm -hmm. But when we moved to Florida a couple years ago, I actually went full time into the business in December of 2019. So it's only been, you know, technically a little over two years. And perfect not, because business. COVID, you know, hit what, three months later? So, right. I know. <laughs> you know, we got a little lucky in that regard. So I know you mentioned earlier that, yeah, I started off on the commercial side. So I was working things in parallel. Right. So I was working commercial to bring in revenue. Right. And at the same time, building my government portfolio in the sense of getting the certifications that I needed, kind of working on those things and reestablishing relationships from up north and such. But I also had a, a Pearson View Test Center. And during COVID, we were one of the few test centers that was open at that time. And we were open at that seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. We had people driving from four hours away just to test. Wow. Because, it, yeah, because there wasn't anyone else open. Right. And that was important to me because some of the people we met, they were saying they needed those certifications to get a job or maintain their job. And my husband and I were in there working, too. You know, it's like and we had a team and, and we just supported them. But, yeah, that helped during COVID a lot um, for right. us and for those people. Right. Yeah. I mean, it kept the lights on for you. I remember talking about this when we first met and, you know, hey, the, this is what what keeps my team going while we're doing some other stuff and while we're trying to, to do stuff. So that, I mean, that made a whole lot of sense to me. Um, and, and right. It actually did do a service for a bunch of people that if they hadn't had that service would have been much worse. So that's amazing. Yeah. So, so we met and you, I think at the time we met, didn't have any government contracts. You had obviously government no. relationships, but no government contracts. You now do have not only government contracts, but you finally got, I, I remember getting the text probably two weeks ago. You finally got your, your facility security clearance, which is a huge relief, obviously. Talk to me about how you got your first government contracts. Talk to me how you got your facility security clearance, because I know that that is, again, that long pole in the tent for so many government contractors is that facility security clearance. Right. Yeah, it was a long path. But um, so first on the government contracts, I've learned relationships are, are huge, right? Mm -hmm. You actually introduced me to a prime 
a local mm-hmm. crime. And it was funny because um, we met at your office, but I think you had something else come no, up. No, calendar snap. I, I missed it. You guys actually <laughs> met at my office to meet me so I could introduce you together. Right. I didn't show up. Yep. That was that that was a particularly good. <laughs> I felt I so was like, is Lauren, look, I was like, is Lauren testing me? it was it it didn't show up on my calendar and I had I got a text from from that prime saying hey wait a second where are you and I went what are you talking about so you guys still Courtney you you flexed and you did it and you were like I got this no problem and it worked yeah yeah it was funny I I knocked on your door and one of them opened the door and they're like so Lauren isn't here but the three of us are still here if you still like to meet I said oh hell let's do this you know (laughs) Of course, let's okay. meet. So yeah, I, I met with them. I don't know. It may have been an hour conversation. They, they asked me a lot of questions, you know, about my past and kind of my direction and my company. And they said, "Well, we'll see what we can do." And not even a month later, um, an opportunity came up for surge support for one of their customers. And they're like, "Hey, this is we can get you in, but it's just you know two months surge support." can't guarantee anything's going to come after this, but it'd be a good opportunity for you to, you know, potentially get your foot in the door. I said, yes, absolutely. Sign me up. Even though there was a lot going on with growing a business, I was like, okay, I can do this myself or get someone else in there. But I'm like, this is a no brainer. I have to go myself. I'm the one representing my company. I'll put the best foot forward and it'll give me the opportunity to establish some of those working relationships. So fortunately I hit a big milestone for the customer during that two months. And then that position turned into a a full-time billet on a three-year contract. And I was a a little halted because I didn't have my facility clearance, so they couldn't give me additional billet. But as you mentioned, now that I have that, I have a contract pending for four more billets. So that's growing. That's awesome. And And they sponsored for that clearance, right? Yes. Yes. This Prime also sponsored me for the facility clearance. Yes. Uh, they submitted that package after, you know, after I proved myself on the initial surge support effort. And um, once they brought me, gave me the full time billet, then they decided to sponsor me. And and that, I think, is the big, you know, that's one of the big takeaways here is, first of all, the relationships with the primes, proving yourself. And we'll talk a little bit about kind of the, the challenge of you being the one who actually provided the support I know that 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 became a challenge for you, but you were the one who went in there knowing that this was no fail. You you absolutely had to prove yourself with this prime, with this first contract. And so it was you who went in and did it. And then you were able to leverage that into not only a facility security clearance, which is, you know, one of the most critical things for being in this space. And one of the things that will stop you in your tracks from getting a contract or growing a contract. So you you leveraged it into that. But then from there, you leveraged it into a four-person contract. And that one of the things that that then does is allow you hopefully to pull out of the direct support on the contract. Sometimes that's really hard to do because we're so good, right? They want you because right. they know you and, and you're the one who proved it. But if you can get that quality control in there, at some point, you get to pull yourself out and actually run the business instead of working in the business. You can kind of work on the business. But first and foremost, 
you proved it. And that's how you got this. And is that the only, at this point, that is the only government contract I think you have, right? So far? Yes, I have. Well, I actually have two other contracts and it's starting off, it's with the same prime, but it's kind of starting off the same way where it's like um, a customer with a need. And uh, I'm hoping that it'll be like this one where it's just a small contract at first that I'll be able to grow. Yep. So, I mean, there, there's some really good lessons for, I think, small businesses here. They're the lessons I think I, I sat down with you well before I even introduced you to this prime and said, look, you're you're going to have to subcontract first. You, you're not going to be able to, to go in and get your own contract with the government. Now that you have 8A, now that you've proven yourself, there may be some opportunities to get some direct awards, small direct awards to prove yourself as a prime particularly now that you have the security clearance. There may be some flips. There may be some some new work that the contracting officers start knowing you and, and start coming to you. But first and foremost, you have to have that, that subcontract work. So you now have a great relationship with one prime contractor who likes you, who trusts you, who knows that you are the 8A woman-owned small business that they can rely on to check a box on their small business goals but also on actually executing. So that relationship has become probably the driver of your government success more than almost anything else. Absolutely. So it's a really major lesson for anyone who is knocking on the door of government contracting. I I don't know, trying to think if I know of a single subcontract, a single government contractor who did not start with subcontracting at least sometime. Maybe IEX, who who is another firm here in Tampa that that I think I've introduced you to. Maybe IEX because they had some, but they bought their way into it. Other than that, if you're starting from scratch, I don't know a single firm that doesn't start with with a subcontract or a series of subcontracts. And that drives from a relationship with a prime contractor. So that was the, the key to your success. But I don't I, that that's fairly consistent across every firm that I've ever seen. So it, it's great that that was you were able to kind of get that and get get that moving. So now you have a facility clearance. You have a series of subcontracts. What's next? What do you think you're you're doing from here? So my teams are growing. So. That's the thing. I, I do so much myself uh-huh. and I operate pretty lean, too. But, but, you know, the good side about that is, you know, I don't for my business, there's no debt. There there are no loans. You know, yep. and we have the, the revenue to fund these four FTE salaries and additional salaries. So I'm proud of that. Even those really long weeks and long days. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that these things have come to fruition with the business certifications, I'm growing my team. So I have a a CEO that I work with now and um, he's in DC right now. He's planning to relocate here and we're starting a team with other companies, expanding our network, just recently started, um, you know, submitting more RFPs. So as you mentioned, I'm in that next stage now. I don't know if I told you, Lauren, I actually graduated two weeks ago from VIP Start. I don't know if you're familiar with that program or not. I am not. Okay, so yeah, so VIP start uh, VIP the Veteran Institute for Procurement. They okay. have a couple of different 
programs that they offer to veteran business owners that want to get into government contracting. So start is the initial ground level and they it's a four month program. So for the last four months, in addition to working on site and everything else, I've spent two afternoons with them a week for the last four months. Um, just going over everything. They have guest speakers in and they talk about literally everything, you know, DCA accounting, teaming, mentoring, networking, and even a lot on the actual contracts themselves. And then, you know, this is the first level. And then from here, they have VIP Grow and VIP Advance. And the program doesn't cost anything. You do have to apply. And fortunately, this was a remote program because a lot of times they have it actually in Maryland. So right. I was, I applied when I saw this was remote and I was selected. So yeah, we just had our graduation ceremony a few weeks ago. That's awesome. I had not heard yeah. of that's, I, that's a really good, where do you, can you find it online? Is it just VIP start or what is yeah, it? You can just, yeah, they can just Google uh, VIP start. It'll come up. Or the, the program uh, website is nationalvip.org. And then it talks about all the different programs that they have. That's amazing. I did not, I had not heard of that. I thought I had heard of pretty much every but, you know, st- kind of incubator, you know, we've got Bunker Labs here, we've got Action right. Zone here, which Valerie Lavin is remarkable in both um, areas in kind of veteran kind of entrepreneurship, but it's not specifically focused on on government contracting. So that's that's a great resource. And I'm sure they taught you quite a bit because it's drinking from a fire hose. It is, it is. I don't care how much you've done it. Elsewhere, I don't care if you've done it in a small firm or a large firm. I don't care if you, it is, as soon as it is your own firm, there is so much more to learn than you ever knew. And I, I'm still learning 17 years in every day, something new. Wow. So it, it never gets, I hate to say that, it never gets easier. It gets, the stuff that you're working on becomes easier. And I know when you text me and say, how do I do this? I usually have a ready answer because I've done what you're doing before, but then the next level and the next level and the next level up, it's a constant learning experience. So I, I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing to tell you or any of the podcast listeners, but it, it, it is the truth. It's the truth though. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's easy. And I, I knew it wouldn't be um, no. you know, getting into this. And yes, I'm glad you brought that point up. Asking questions, right? I'm not afraid yeah. to ask questions. You know, and I know there's people that have done it before. So why reinvent the wheel if, you know, someone that I know can give me, you know, good sound advice on, you know, how to accomplish something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, literally, I'll get a text from you. And usually it takes me 30 seconds to give you a response. Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, yes, usually I'm fairly quick at responding to texts, which is probably my type A personality. But more than that, it's it's a quick Usually it's something that you're struggling with that that I know it's not a it's not a first impression for me, right? I've done it 500 times before, but it is, you know, a brand new thing for you. And so, hey, I don't remember if this was you or someone else who texted me and said, "Hey, the prime just said, "Hey, can you do this? Can you do these? Am I supposed to give them a price? Are they supposed to give me a target rate? Like, how does this work?" And I was able to come back and go, okay, if they haven't done this, then do this. If they did this, then say this. And it, you know, it, it's an easy thing for me because I've done it hundreds of times at this point. 
the, for, if it's the first time you've done it, there's some, there's some risk and there's some trepidation. And so finding those mentors, finding those, those people who you can be vulnerable with and say, I don't know what I'm doing. I still have them again. Like I still call, I have my people that I call and go, Hey, if you saw this, what would you do? And you should have that throughout your growth cycle. Right. So I agree. What other good advice would you have as, you know, where you are and where you've gotten to so far? What other advice would you have for our listeners? Other than asking questions, try to see if you can get, you know, some mentors. Um, I, I know everyone's busy. And I'm super respectful of people's times. Like, you know, even with you, I'm like, Lauren, like, you're like, oh, just reach out to me. And I'm like, oh, you're so busy. You know, <laughs> like, I want to be respectful of that. So when I come to you with something that, you know, I really don't know and need your help with, but I think it's important. I think mentorship is really important. I think it's important to realize you can't do everything yourself. And I think that's just my personality because I have yeah. a certain way I, I want my type A personality, right? Like I want to be uh-huh. perfect and a certain way to do everything, but uh-huh. you just can't. As you grow, you know, you have to build your team. You need additional resources and just be mindful of that. Yep. I think that is one of the biggest switches you have to make from being a single person firm to an entrepreneur is you can't do everything because gosh, I think all of us will try a, a whole lot longer than we should to do everything and not delegate because, you know, I can just do it better. I know how to do it. I'm nervous that somebody's going to screw this up, but that that switch has to flip in order to grow. And at each stage, it has to flip. It's a, it's a constant struggle, right? I still struggle to delegate. Obviously I've delegated a lot at this point, but I still struggle to delegate more and more and more stuff so that we can, that we can grow more and more and scale over the course of, you know, growth now from, you know, 50 million to 100 million, as opposed to from, you know, 500,000 to a million. But even but but the challenges are still the same at each at each level of those. Right. Oh, another thing we're working on. So CMMC, right? Yeah. And government. (laughs) And that was something I got on really early when it first came out. I think our company was one of the first 50 or 60 that went into the actual CMC AB marketplace as a pending C3PAO. Right. We're still waiting for our official DIPCAC audit in order to be able to do formal certifications. But I'm just always looking at those types of opportunities. Like even though I'm a small business, just ways that I can still stand out and compete with, you know, some of the bigger companies. Right. So for those that don't know, because if you are not immersed in this stuff, what you just said was a word salad. What do you mean by CMMC? What do you mean by what options now you have in front of you? You're not talking about getting certified yourself as CMMC. You're talking about being a certifier, correct? Right, right. So what is CMMC, first of all, for those who don't know? I know so many acronyms in government. (laughs) CMMC is Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification. So it is one of, you know, several compliance requirements that's come down for federal government. It's changed a lot. It's very controversial, honestly. Mm -hmm. But um, a a few months ago, they came out with version 2.0. 
which actually decreased the scope because before it was thought that all federal contractors would have to get certified by a third party. And that's what I meant by uh, C3PAO. We are, as you mentioned, in the process of becoming a certifier. So with the initial release, um, it was thought that all federal contract companies had to go through a third party. And then now with 2.0, there's some exceptions on who has to actually go through a third party and they're allowing self-assessments and other things that weren't allowed in the first iteration. Still think it's something good for us to pursue, but yes, for all those federal contract companies out there, it's still something that you definitely need to look into because it's a requirement that's coming down the chain. And even if you are not required to be externally certified, there is some goodness in doing that external certification to distinguish yourself from your competitor firms or to be able to compete, kind of punch above your above your weight class, as it were, because some of your competitors that are larger are going to be externally certified whenever it actually happens. Right. This has been, I, my gosh, that has been a probably a two or three podcasts in and of themselves that we could do on CMMC. But that what you've done that I think is really important for others to hear is you've diversified that that testing site that you started right around COVID allowed you to kind of keep the lights on your commercial work allowed you to to keep the lights on to to really get your feet wet get some good good uh, past performance before you got into the government space this CMMC will be a diversifier in your revenue base which is huge when something goes wrong or when another sequestration or another government shutdown happens or another whatever Congress is going to do next that is illogical, you've got options for diversified revenue streams that I think are really critical for small businesses. Yes, that's the way I look at it. I've never believed in kind of putting all my eggs in one basket. Our company, you know, security risk compliance. So I I live and breathe that. So I, I look at everything that I do in that capacity. Yep. Yep. And that's the other thing I think you do really, really well is I talk to so many small businesses who they're like, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And it, you know, I get a slick sheet from some small businesses, particularly small 8A firms, that is literally, I can do everything in the kitchen sink. And so I've had them doing facilities work and cybersecurity. Well, if you're doing, you know, wrench turning on an installation and you're doing cybersecurity, those are such different things. And as a small business, I would be very surprised if you're good at both of them. You've distinguished yourself as a security firm and everything that entails. And you have a handle on what you do and what you do well. And so I can turn around and when I'm introducing you to other firms, because we don't, you know, we haven't been able to, unfortunately, I'm trying and I still am going to try to pull you in on some of the stuff that we're doing. We haven't had that niche that we needed to fill, but I can push you to other firms and say, this is what Courtney does and this is what she does well. She is not, you know, your butts and seat contractor 
on, I don't know, on financial management, right? That that's I would never put you in on that. But heck, if you can't do anything in the cybersecurity range, I would throw you at it and say, this is a small business that if they say they can do it, they will get it done. And and that's a that's a way to distinguish yourself from so many of the small businesses that are out there. We've talked about this over and over and over again, uh, you and me, and I've talked about it on the podcast. If you, you're coming in with a handout saying, I'm an 8A, give me work, and you don't know what you are beyond being an 8A, you're going nowhere. If right. you are a cybersecurity firm who, oh, by the way, happens to have 8A, the 8A becomes the easy button to get to you, or it becomes a really useful thing to have for a prime contractor who needs to fill their subcontract goals. But it is not the reason that you are picked. It is not the driver for you being picked. If you don't have that distinguisher, and you do, you're not getting anywhere. And that's why it's so easy for me to turn around to five or six firms here in town and say, have you guys met Courtney? It does help that I'm like, the mayor told me I needed to mentor her. So the mayor <laughs> telling you, you need to mentor her too. This mayor in our town is so beloved across the board that I think everyone, if she says, you know, hop to, they ask how high and where you want me to go. So, you know, that that does help to to say, by the way, the mayor asked me to help her. But above and beyond that, I can turn to the firms that do what you do and say, this is a really good firm. Here's what she does. Here's what she's good at. And I can back her by saying, I know she's performed because the first time you did, you did perform, you did it well. And I got feedback back from them saying above and beyond, she's amazing. We're going to use her for more stuff. And so you're able to kind of back that up, and then I'm able to continue to push you forward. Well, thank you for that. And that is such a good point. You know, I don't lead with any of my business certifications. Right. Even though I was, you know, getting them in the background, I, I don't want to have, you know, any. I don't want that to be a blocker for me, right? I want that to be a good thing. So yeah, 8A facility clearance and hub zone, like all those things I wanted to have lined up. But yeah, I never approach anyone to say, yeah, we're 8A facility clearance and hub zone and all that. Like you said, I think that's a turnoff for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, as a new firm and a new company here, it's just really important to me to build a, a solid foundation here of integrity and just be known to someone that delivers, you know, yep. a company. That's my focus. Oh, and Mayor Jane, I, oh my gosh, she is yeah. the best. When we saw, when we talked to her at Synapse and I'm all, you know how I am. I'm always saying thank you. Probably too much. People are like, oh my gosh, Courtney, it's okay. I'm like, no, thank you, because no one has to take time out of their day or, or make yep. these introductions for me. So I'm always saying thank you. And I, I thanked her again, too, for introducing me to you. And she literally said, don't thank me. You're the one with all the talent. Yep. <laughs> just like. She's right. I don't know. She just. Still, right. the fact that she took time out of her day to, you know, set up lunch for us and introduce yeah. us. And you invited me to your home. Our first meeting. Yep. I mean, just I'm truly blown away just by the level of support here and just wow. Like I just feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. I yeah. love Tampa, by the way. Tampa I really spend is. a lot of time up north. This is the best place ever. 
it's a really great place to run a business. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. and, and I said in, in the Synapse panel that I was on, which we're talking about a, a Tampa-based big tech conference that just happened in February here in Tampa. But in that panel, I talked about kind of the same thing that where you are now, I was when we first got to, to Tampa. I think we were seven, maybe 10 people when when I first moved to Tampa, might have been a little bit bigger. And I saw Greg Celestan up on a panel. I, I for some I don't even remember what it was, but it was at the convention center because I distinctly remember sitting in the room in the convention center in one of those ballrooms in the convention center. And he was up on stage. And I was like, I want to be him. That's that's what I want to do. That's who I want to be. And I walked up to him and I said, I literally think I said I want to be you when I grow up or something to that effect. Very, very, you know, classy and very cool as a cucumber. But I walked up to it. I was like, look, you're doing what I want to do. We're much smaller than you. I'd really like to learn from you. And what I got out of I mean, and he said, absolutely. Come on, let's go have lunch. I will sit down with you. He ended up being a formal mentor to, to us in the Mentor Protege program later. But first and foremost, he just was an informal mentor and a remarkable one at that. And and I think Tampa, very differently than other GovCon kind of centers. I don't know if it's because we're in the South. We're sort of in the South, so far South that we're really not South. But, you know, we still have some Southern charm. I don't know if it's just because everyone here is transplanted or it's just the ecosystem that we've built down here. But there are, it, it just feels very different. We compete yeah. against each other. Sure. There are firms that, you know, I know I'm going to go up against over and over and over again, but I'm still friends with the the owners and I can still pick up the phone on something that we're not competing on them against and say, hey, how would you handle this? Right. I, I still go to Greg and he jokes now that we're much bigger than than he is. The the he's the master or the student has surpassed the master at this point. But I still go to him with with sticky problems on on the regular. And he's still willing to take my calls. And he comes to me with problems. And that just doesn't happen in other areas, I don't think. You know, I may be wrong. Maybe Huntsville feels the same way because they're southern as well. But that's not what I'm hearing from the firms that are in Huntsville. I think it's a lot more competitive and a lot more sharp elbows. And so it's I, I'm a huge proponent of bring your, your small business, bring your medium-sized business, heck, even bring the large businesses down to Tampa because it is such a better place to live, work, and play, right? I mean, we have no, income tax, no state income tax, uh, which is a great thing. We've got, you know, great beaches. We've got great restaurants. We've got all this great stuff here in Tampa. But we also have a really great business climate and a great mayor who is a huge proponent of the business climate. I don't think that happens in other places. I don't think so either. So, yeah, we're not going anywhere. My family, we're we're all happy. (laughs) You know, when we moved here, we literally came to visit my husband and I. We were thinking we've been in D.C., Maryland, Virginia area pretty much most of our Uh lives. And 
we said, okay, where do we want to live? Not for a job, because a lot of times we're relocating military or a job or something. We're like, no, where do we want to be? So we said Florida, but then I lived in Jacksonville. He had lived in Fort Lauderdale. We're like, uh, let's try Tampa. We just kind of came here on a five-day trip. First time here, and <laughs> we actually put in on a house before we left. I know it's Oh, wow. Time, but yeah. And we went back, put our house in the market, and the first family that saw it, bought it it all happened so fast we were residents within two months of that first trip here holy moly yeah i, holy I just make moly. big moves like that <laughs> like I, I think the military guess, prepared but... me for that right <laughs> like i think you just you're used to pcsing with like no notice yeah. like turning around and going oh we're going here sure no problem and just bloom exactly. where you land but you landed in the right place i think for a lot of reasons i think it's awesome well our, our time is kind of wrapping up here. Any other advice that you have for those firms who are, you know, where where you were maybe a year or two ago, where you've got an idea, you've got some good connections, but you haven't really gotten started yet? What would you What would you tell them if you were the mentor? So, in wrapping up, I would just say, you know, go for it. Utilize your network. Reach out to people. You know, look for mentors. Look for ways to diversify your business. But yeah, more importantly, take the step. You know, I've met a lot of people that want to, you know, launch their business, but they might be afraid, you know, to do so for one reason or other. Well, what's the worst that could happen? You know, it doesn't work out. Okay, well, at least you tried. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I just tell everybody, just shoot your shot. Go for it. Yep. It's scary. It's hard. It's, it is. it's a lot. It's It's overwhelming. Not everyone is built for it frankly. But if you think you might be, you're right. I mean, take a shot. The worst that happens is you get it, you know, you you don't do it and you go get another job working for someone else, but exactly. you've, you've had the experience. So I completely agree. And I think the only other thing I would add that I think you've done incredibly well is build those networks, build new networks, not just the relationships you already have and do what you say you're going to do so that those networks continue to support you. Yeah. And you've done that incredibly well. So I am looking forward to another, in another year, we'll do a, a follow-up podcast of where you've gotten, because I'm excited to see. I think you will be a prime contractor by then. I really do. I think you will have a couple of 8A contracts under your belt. By that point, you can talk about kind of how to do that and how to how to get to that next level. But I think you will, I am predicting that you will be exceedingly successful over the years. But by next year, I do think that you are going to be significantly larger with a couple of prime contracts and a couple of really solid subcontracts that you helped win instead of getting on after the fact. I think that's your next, I think that's your next goal. And I think you will meet and exceed that within the next year. Thank you. Yes, that is my next goal. So I look forward to coming back to the table with you a year from now. All right. Talk about it. Well, thank you, Courtney, for, for joining us today. Hopefully this was helpful for everyone listening and just watch out for Paragon because I have no doubt they're going to be one of the players here in Tampa and across the world. Thank you so much. So, yeah, get in touch um, of course follow me on LinkedIn right and then our website is paragoncybersolutions.com 
so you can follow us that way. And on social media, we're pretty much on all the platforms and our handle is Choose Paragon.